Hi. Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we meet the newest member of the Winnipeg Gold Eyes, and he's from Winnipeg. And we'll also preview the boys and girls provincial 4A high school basketball championship semifinals Thursday and Friday, the final on Monday. It's all coming up on the podcast. Winnipeg Gold Eyes today announced the signing of right-handed pitcher and Winnipeg native Mark andre Abek. Pitched for Parma in the Italian League last year, where he went 7-0 with a 2.14 ERA and 17 appearances. Has also represented France in World Baseball Classic qualifying and uh, made three appearances against the Gold Eyes at Shaw Park in 2021 as well. As we welcome in Mark andre to the show now, how does it feel to be joining your hometown team? Uh, it feels awesome. Uh, for one, uh, thanks for having me on. But yeah, no, it's really exciting. And uh, yeah, I'm ready to get started for sure. How long had this been in the works for you? Um, well, it was kind of a goal of mine this off season. Try to, you know, try something new. Come from the Italian league, try to come here. So, but uh, the signing happened really fast. Uh, I think I threw for uh, in front of Amos, who's the assistant coach there, uh, last week on Monday, and then I signed on Wednesday. So. So you have experience in the American Association, uh, a little bit with Sioux City, Kane County, Fargo-Moorhead, all in 2021. And then you went over to Italy, uh, where you pitched before the pandemic as well. What's it like to play baseball in Europe? Um, it's a lot. It's a lot chiller than it is here. I think we just we just play on the weekends, um, so you have a lot of time off. So um, it's a lot different than here, where you're playing a 100-game season you know, in, in four months. So. Um, that's kind of the really the big difference. Did you like having all that spare time in Italy? Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's hard to beat Italy in the summer, the food, everything. So um, great experience for sure. But uh, I think it was time for something new. Is it hard to stay in game shape then? Uh, not really, because you have so much time off. That I mean, we do practice and get to throw a bunch. So um, as long as you take that seriously, it's it's not that difficult now. But I mean the the food though. Yeah, I mean, you, you do get a few LBs, that's for sure. <laughs> so coming back to Winnipeg then uh, to play, when was the last time you actually pitched for a team in Winnipeg? Uh, that would have been the 2021 season. I mean, I guess they weren't Winnipeg teams, but uh, before then uh, it would have been my grade 11 year with the Bonneville Black Sox. So it's it's been some time. So I guess that was 2011. So how's it going to feel to suit up for the Gold Eyes at Shaw Park instead of an opponent? Uh, it's going to be awesome. I mean, it's good to be on this side with the, you know the whole time crowd on my side, and you know being able to have friends and family cheer for the Gold Eyes, you know, instead of against this time. When did you decide that baseball was going to be your path forward in life to make a career out of it? Um, honestly, pretty early. I would say you know probably my grade. I think I quit hockey the grade, my grade 10 year. So, um, and, and focused on baseball then. And then we got a high school team in, in grade 11. So played hockey then, but it was really baseball since then. And did you always want to be a pitcher? Uh, I, I always played shortstop here, but honestly hitting is, is way too hard. And, and I was bad at it. So decided to take the easy road. And that's apparently worked out for you. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> How, what would you say is your strength on the mound? Uh, 
I think I'm pretty aggressive. You know, I try to throw as many strikes and try to fill up the zone and, and really work fast and keep my guys and my defense engaged. And, you know, just, just really that, you know, just pitching with a good rhythm. Now, you also went down to the States after attending college in Sauvé. Why did you want to play baseball in the States in college? Um, well, it's just, you know, an easy way to get an education. You know, I got a good scholarship at a junior college and then, you know, went the D1 route after that. So, you know, getting an education paid for was awesome through through sports. So, so you went to a junior college in Texas before moving on to Georgia State. What what was the difference between JUCO and then Division One? Uh, well, I mean, just the the sheer size of the school, um, and that was also you know my junior college was in you know a small town North Texas, and then my you know Georgia State was in downtown Atlanta. So just, just that is is a huge difference. Um, the baseball, the caliber is much higher at Division One, um, even though the junior level or junior college level was good. Um, it's just you know the NCAA has much more rules. It's just much more structured than than the junior college level. And after you finish up at Georgia State, what were your prospects in terms of turning pro? Where did you look? Because you ended up obviously in Italy. Yeah, so well, I actually went to France after I graduated in July, uh, played a season there, um, and that came through the French national team that I've been playing for for many years now. Um, but yeah, so it was either you know getting drafted or getting signed as a free agent in the uh, minor leagues or, or head overseas. So those were really my two options, and, and when nothing came from an MLB team, it was you know head overseas to, to France. And now some may wonder, okay, you're from Winnipeg, you're a Canadian guy, how are you eligible for the France national team? Yeah, so my dad uh, was actually born in France. Um, so through that, uh, we got a passport. And, and the only reason we really got a passport was uh, for baseball. You know, him and I were sitting in the basement when I was young. And, you know, we just looked up to France at a national team. And then we saw that they did. And then we started the process then. And then the World Baseball Classic has become a thing, too, where that's on right now. I'm not sure that France actually qualified for this year's event, did they? No. So, yeah. So the qualifiers were in Germany in September of last year. Uh, and then we ended up losing the first two games. We lost to Great Britain, Czech Republic, who were the two teams that ended up qualifying from that tournament. But, uh, yeah, that was an awesome experience. We had Bruce Bochy um, as our manager there and, uh, you know, Hall of Famer. So it was really cool. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a well-decorated manager. Uh, so for you then, what's your career goal now? You're 29 years old. Uh, how far do you want to take baseball? Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of why, you know, I'm doing this this step and, and, and coming to play in the American Association is, you know, I want to try and prove myself um, as much as I can and, and see what comes from it, you know, moving up or getting signed. I have no idea. I'm just, you know, trying something and you know, I think everyone's goal is really to make it the MLB. So I guess that would be my goal. Do you coach while you're not playing? Uh, I did the last few winters, but this year I decided not to just to uh, focus on uh, myself and working out and, and, you know, throwing as much as possible. What's your best pitch? Uh, I think it's my changeup, but uh, I don't know. We'll see against these hitters in the American Association. All right. Well, appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Welcome to Winnipeg, and we'll see you at the park this summer. Yeah, I appreciate it, Christian.
It is championship week for high school basketball in the province as the Manitoba High School's Athletic Association holds its 4A tournament at Investors Group Athletic Center. IGAC. Four boys and four girls teams remain in contention for the title, and all eight are from here in Winnipeg. And we'll get to the girls' final four in the next segment. We'll begin with the boys because they're up first tomorrow night. At 6 p.m., it's the top-seeded Sturgeon Heights Huskies against the Vincent Massey Trojans, the fifth seed. The Huskies, they have not lost this season. They're 21-0. They won three tournaments to earn the top seed and then took out Daniel McIntyre 85-70 in the quarterfinals. The school has never won a 4A title before. They were the one seed heading into the 2020 tournament. That never happened because of COVID. So it's a great chance to get to the promised land. Luciano Gladys is a center for the Huskies and is pretty confident in their chances of finishing off a perfect season and says he really isn't feeling the pressure. Oh, Honestly, it's not that bad because I feel like we've shown throughout the season that we can win, and that's uh, the reason we're undefeated, and I feel like it's not a big deal for us to continue winning. Have you been able to get to this point without a blemish? I don't know. I feel just constant dedication and uh, support from our coaches. You know, he's given us so many opportunities to learn and to be able to advance in our, in our game, you know. What's the biggest asset your team has? What's your biggest strength? I feel like, honestly, unity. You know, I feel like no other team plays defense with the unity we do or offense the same way we do. You know, we pass the ball around. We play a lot of help defense. And we just help each other out as teammates on the court and off the court. How do you feel you match up against the Trojans? Trojans? Uh, we've played them before, and I feel like it's a pretty good matchup. It will be a tough game, but I feel like we'll come out on top. What about playing in an atmosphere like this? Uh... I've really never played in an atmosphere this large, but I feel like we can definitely handle it, you know, because we're uh, we're pretty mature, and I think um, we'll definitely be able to surpass the the crowd and just focus on the game. Again, their opponent is the Vincent Massey Trojans, who went nineteen and seven on the season and look to pull off the upset as they also look to win their second title, their first back in twenty nineteen. As the fifth seed, they did not get a first round by. They had to play Vincent Massey Brandon in round one and didn't have a problem with that. They won by thirty five and then crushed the fourth seed Churchill eighty six fifty nine. Point guard Chris Petrowski says his team is ready to pull off the upset. We've played pretty good. We've had a lot of things to deal with, like a lot of adversity. But as the year went on we've gotten a lot better. What would you say that adversity was? Uh, we had some guys quit on us throughout the year, so our numbers are quite low. I think we're rolling in with nine guys now, but we're in a good spot. Does that mean that the players that are left have a, a, a heightened element of pride that you've been able to do this with a lesser group of guys? Yeah, like everybody, everybody really wants to be there. Everybody's taking pride in our journey, and we all just want to make it out on top. So how would you describe your matchup this week? Our matchup's tough. Like We've played them four times this year. We've fallen short all four times, but I feel like just with the you know, like the crowd into it, you know, it'd be a little underdog story. I think it'd be cool to win. Has it been close any of those four times? Uh, yeah, we've been within, I think it was eight twice. The other two games were just self-inflicted, like mistakes that cost us. So what has to happen to turn that around? Uh, run them off the line. They shoot good from the three-point line, so you know, limiting how many threes they make and rebounding and just getting it over the line. So that is the first boys semifinal tomorrow at 6 o'clock at IGAC. The second semifinal is at 8 o'clock. It pits the second-seeded St. Paul's Crusaders against the third-ranked Garden City Gophers. The Crusaders are the defending champs. They went 21-3 and this season and are pretty good. And their point guard, Miguel Nitro, which is a fantastic name, 
believes they have what it takes to repeat, even if that carries with it the weight of expectations. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of pressure behind us, and I think I feel like uh, we could uh, control the pace a little bit. But, uh, yeah, we got it. I think we got it, and uh, we just need to lock in defensively and offensively and let the game come to us. Now, you're not the number one seed. Would you? Are you fine with that? Uh, no, it's not what we wanted, but, like, it ha- everything happens for a reason, but like I feel like uh, we earned our spot uh, in the second seed. So like uh, yeah, we just uh, we're just gonna climb up higher and higher and uh, uh, win back to back champions. Hopefully, how much do you think winning last year helped you this year? Uh, winning last year uh, through our leaders last year really helped us. I feel like uh, I got a lot of experience from last year, getting more feel of the. Like, the crowd, the the floor, and like the refereeing and everything. So like, I feel like uh, it's gonna be more comfortable for me this year. And like, yeah. And how do you think you match up with Garden City? Think we face them uh, countless times. Uh, they have a lot of shooters. We just need to close out, uh, let the offense come to us, and just play uh, lockdown defense. So the Crusaders advanced to the semis with a 118-78 win over John Taylor in a rematch of last year's title game. Meantime, the Gophers got tested by Dakota in the quarters, but emerged with a 10-point win. And, well, there are no pushovers. 27-3 record has them feeling confident. Now, for whatever reason, they were the only school of the eight in attendance at the annual preview press conference at the Sport for Life Center that didn't send any players. Normally, we see that from out-of-town teams. But anyway, their coach, Iggy George Grinevsky, was there, so I... Talk to him instead. Uh, I feel very good, very good about our chances. Uh, we have 14 provincial banners at Garden City. Runners up, we're champions, and it's because we work hard. So if the kids work hard, I'm pretty confident we can beat anyone. But it's a challenge. I mean, St. Paul is just uh, better than us and more athletic, but uh, we played them three times this year, and we gave them a match. So any given Sunday, anything can happen. In this case, a Thursday. Uh, what you feel is the, your best chance to win what do you have to do to get the the upset uh work harder than them we're known for our grittiness we're known for working hard we're knowing to have that reputation so we basically have to work hard rebound at the defensive end and basically push the ball in transition and attack them so we're not going to play a slow game where st paul is going to bring the ball across we're basically going to pressure them all game and making them play defense too so uh we're gonna like i said we're gonna bring the pressure do you feel like you're the underdogs going up against the defending champs absolutely Absolutely, but you know what? Uh, I always tell my boys, shoot for the stars. Uh, we, we go to GC to hang banners, and if we don't get there, but we give our effort, we give 100% of our effort, I'm okay with that. So it's, it's, uh, we have a reputation that for us it's like we work hard, and if we don't get there and uh, we don't win a championship, it's okay. But as long as after the game we can look at each other and say we gave it everything we have. And these kids are good. They're, they, they play hard. So that second quarter final starts at 8-ish tomorrow, depending on how long the first game takes. So that's the boys' side of things. Time now to preview the final four for girls' high school basketball. The Provincial 4A High School Championships at Investors Group Athletic Center. The semifinals Friday for the girls. Finals for both boys and girls, by the way, is Monday. First up, the top seed defending champion Dakota Lancers take on the fifth seed Sisler Spartans. The two teams met in last year's Final Four. The Lancers crushed the Spartans 67-42 en route to their first foray title since 1991. And this year in the quarters, the Lancers 
Well, they weren't really tested at all, destroying Kelvin 108 to 22. I talked to a pair of Lancers for this interview. And so you can tell who was who. I'll let them introduce themselves. I'm Abby Sweeney, and I'm a guard. I'm Q Foose, and I'm a forward. Okay, so you're the number one seed. Do you feel like there's pressure on you? Uh, a little bit, but I think we've been practicing hard, and we know what we're doing, so we just got to stick to the plan. Yeah, I agree with her. The same thing. Defending champs as well. How did last year's experience help with going into this as the number one seed? Um, I think we kind of know what's coming, and we're like prepared. Like we've been focusing like game game from game each game, and that's kind of what we're focusing on. We take it each game and practice hard. Yeah, I think also like our confidence is up right now because we know that we can win. So it's good. <laughs> How do you match up against Sistler? Um, we've played them once. Uh, we're a lot bigger than them, so I think that will be a big part of our game plan. But I think they got a pretty good crowd, so I'm excited for the energy they're going to bring. And then, so between now and Friday, what do you have to do to get ready? we got to lock in and practice. we got to make each other better and work hard against each other, for sure. Yeah, I agree. we got to support each other and just help each other out, and I think we're ready. Now, having repeat champions, not Really uncommon recently in the girls' side of things. Before the pandemic, Oak Park won three straight titles, and before them, it was Sisler who won back-to-back crowns. And speaking of the Spartans, they do come in having had to play an extra game as they were the fifth seed. They did not get a round one bye. They took out the 12th seed, Miles McDonnell, 68-56, and then pasted the fourth seed, Westwood, 74-52. Now, with a 17-11 and record, they are the clear underdog. So how is guard Alyssa Deneza already committed to the Winnipeg Westman feeling about things? Um... Just excited to get on the court um, for my final year, one last time. How do you feel your team has played this year? Um, Well, we've had our ups and downs, but I feel like these past few weeks have been really good for us. Um, Our connection has been way better, and we've been shooting the ball well and um, playing together as a team. Do you feel like the underdogs? Uh, I think um, as long as we play our hardest and give our all, we'll have a pretty good shot i mean you never know what the outcome could be have you played dakota yet this year i like i like to think that um we played as best as we could um starting off in the beginning of the year like that's when we were just a new team and not a lot of us had played together before but for our first game against like a player with uh, uh, for our first game against a team with like um multiple good players we had we did pretty good and it wasn't that bad of a game so that's the first semifinal at 6 o'clock Friday at Investors Group Athletic Center. And that brings us to the final semifinal, putting the Trojans of Vincent Massey against Garden City. Quite a season for Vincent Massey, 25-3. and three. And there have been a lot of close calls for the Trojans since their last title in 2014. They're semifinalists in 2015, runners-up three straight years from 16 to 18, and then quarterfinals the past two seasons. Ford Paige Shetkowski sister of Julia, who just finished up a career with the Winnipeg Westman, was pleasantly surprised with how well things have gone in her grade 11 year. I'm pretty great. I wasn't expecting it to be the best. Coming back from JV, we had a really good year, and a lot of the varsity girls had left, but it's gone really well. So how would you describe your team's style of play? Um, it's fast. Like Sometimes we run it slow just to get like something executed, but if when we run, that's how we have our advantages and play to our best of our ability. How do you think you match up against Garden City? I don't know, honestly. I've only seen them play once, so I know like a couple of their strengths are for sure shooting. But if we execute everything properly, I think it could be a really good game. What's it going to be like playing in this environment in a big gym at U of M? Um, it's crazy, actually. I love it so much. I love the energy and everything. But if it's one of a kind. Playing in a gym is why I play basketball. The energy is everything I love. 
And for you then, you said you weren't necessarily expecting this. Do you feel like you're playing with the house money? you feel like you're underdogs at all? I think we are underdogs a little bit. I mean, no one really like knows about us because we don't have a whole bunch of huge basketball players. But then when we play, we play like we're big and we're good. Trojans got this far thanks to a 61-50 win over Fort Richmond in the quarters. Their opponent Friday, the Gophers of Garden City, they crushed River East 75-38 in the last round. And they haven't played as many games this year, 18-1. and Their overall record coming off a season last year where they lost in the quarters. Forward Ariana Lawrence, who plays with her sister Amira on the team, feels her team has a good shot because of, well, the season that they've had. It's been really good. We've been working hard and getting to where we need to be, so it's been good. How do you feel about your chances this weekend? I think they're very good. We've been in the gym working hard, getting shots up. Um, Just as a team, you know, we know what our goal is, and I think that we have a really good chance of getting there. How would you describe your team's style of play? We're very fast. We're a fast-playing team. Um, We're always looking to, you know, how can we get our easy two buckets quickly and just kind of keep the momentum going, and we're pretty loud, too. How would you describe uh, how you match up against your opponent? I think we match up pretty well. Um, We haven't seen them yet, so it's going to be the first we're playing them uh, throughout the season. But from what we know and what we've seen, we think that it's a pretty good competition. How do you feel about playing in an environment like this? I love it. I think being the whole big crowds and um, the big stage, it's something I really like. And it really puts teams to the test on who can perform and who folds. So to recap, the boys' semifinals tomorrow at 6 and 8 p.m. with Sturgeon Heights facing Vincent Massey and Garden City battling St. Paul's. Then at 6 and 8 Friday, the girls' semis with Dakota versus Sisler and Garden City against Massey. The finals will be played on Monday night, 6 p.m. for the girls, 8 p.m. for the boys. All games at Investors Group Athletic Center. IGAC. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you liked what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. Come on, Dad, thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to